Gaming on the Frontier. This is Bruce. This is Trav. And this is Jonathan. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier, your podcast of getting together with your friends and not saving the world, but maybe making, you know, uh, getting rid of that really, you know, bad person who, who, who runs the pawn shop down the street. Just run around being your friendly neighborhood beetle man. JJ, don't let him hear you say that. Not without pictures, right? Gotta have the pictures. Right. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier. This week we are talking about street-level superheroes and, uh, you know, what that means, uh, what kind of campaigns, you know, would be fun to run with them, and what are the, uh, the, the, the yeses and nos for that sort of thing. The special thing yeah, yeah. about DC Heroes was is that they wanted to be able to play Batman in the same game as Superman, you know, who is, as they said, the first son of Krypton. Okay, uh, and the power level between the two of them is immense. Yeah. All right. Yes. So the, what oh, no, they did I remember was, those stats. Right. Well, the way they did the stats was is that they were logarithmic. So therefore, one was like a normal person. Okay, two yep. was ten times as strong. Three was a thousand times or a hundred times as strong. Four was thousand up, 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 up until you finally get yeah. that. You know, if you had, and I remember they had. Nine, they, we're talking yeah. about people who can annihilate galaxies. Yeah, and they 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 tweaked the stats for a lot of the heroes after Crisis. They brought down, and they even said, "Oh, this is pre-Crisis Superman. This is post." Oh no, yeah, I remember those two. Yeah, oh yeah, right. So that that was what they were trying to do, and it was a relatively small book. I mean, I I I got a, a won a copy of it, and it was basically a digest size book, you know, with with a, a bunch of the superheroes in the system and stuff like that. So you know, it, it was interesting, but you know, some people still had you know, and be, because of that, you could do these subtractions, and it, you know, and be simple these simple subtractions of powers, knowing that you know if somebody was like four powers higher than you you had no chance so yeah you know, it was it was an easy way for the players to go and say all right we can't take on this guy we've got to do something else you know or you know she's basically you know uh she's she's uh, um, uh in, in sorcelled the entire city you know we're not gonna we're you know we have to do something to we, we can't go head to head with her. She'll just, you know, uh, co-opt us. We're going to have to do something to invalidate her powers before we're going to be able to have any chance of success. And so, you know, by, by making that those power levels obviously different, you know, and with, with a simple, because I don't know about you, but the difference between remarkable and amazing, I'm like, okay, which one's the higher yeah. one? Yeah, so uh, well, they had the numerical values for Marvel, and I remember Excellent was twenty, Remarkable was thirty, Incredible was forty, Amazing was fifty. Excellent was pretty much the pinnacle of human potential. 
If you had anything above remarkable or higher, it was considered a superhuman level ability. And and Captain America was basically, he was, he was excellent. He was considered the peak of human ability. He wasn't really supposed to have superpowers. Right. You know, it was. Well, well, the, the Captain America, we know now they, you know, the, the MCU, Chris Evans, you know, we all love him. We all. Yeah. He, they took kind of that from the Ultimates, where no Captain America had strength and stamina above and beyond human normal. He could lift and throw that damn motorcycle like he did in Age of Ultron. The Captain America that we knew from the comics and the stats and the MSH game, he wouldn't have been able to throw a motorcycle like he did in Age of Ultron. They took that one from the Ultimates version of Captain America. So, right. You know, Captain yeah, America in yeah. the comic books when he was first introduced wasn't jumping out of planes without a parachute. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. He yeah. was just made to be the top of the most that a human could be through all the chemical and radiation augmentation that they gave scrawny little Steve Rogers, because he had the heart to do, to, to go into the lab, you know? Right. Yeah. It, it just, but Marvel. Yeah. Oh no. DC and Marvel. Get, well, well, the one thing I loved about the DC, they gave you the, op, it was not an option so much, but it was, it was like rolling, you know, and they had the two D tens that you rolled. And if you got tens, you kept rolling. Or I oh, think it was if open it was ended. Doubled. Okay. Well, if you, and I want to say it was either if you rolled a 10 or if your two D10s both matched, then you could keep rolling. Okay. And feasibly, Batman could knock out Superman, but you better have had to roll high enough to make it where you could get him. That was one of the things DC Heroes had. That I remember. Okay. And so, yeah, yeah. All right. All right, so, uh, and then we had uh, GURP Supers, which, of course, using the GURP system, and it was kind of an add-on to it, uh, which yeah. basically did powers. I, I I think I have a copy of it, but I've never actually used it. Wild cards based upon the, uh, uh, the, the superhero series, superhero supervillain series, where... Started this, by George R.R. R. Martin, yes. Right. Shared right. universe, yep. Before he and they did that in GURPS. Famous for dragons. Yeah, they did that in GURPS. There is a GURPS wild cards. I have it, and just yeah. yeah. Well, there was everything for GURPS. Yeah, (laughs) I know they tried. Oh no, GURPS. I I I've never run a GURPS game. My friend Howard Day runs GURPS, and he enjoys it. GURPS is fantastic for source material. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing. I like. I like GURPS character creation system. Not a fan of the system. Ah, okay. All right. Yeah, there's lots of like actual yeah. play. Well, that's <laughs> how I feel about um, uh, about Hero. You know, uh, or, or you know, the Hero system. I mean, you know, the fact that you can really get in there and 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 do some amazing things with the point by system that they have. But then when we get into actual combat, you got to deal with knockback and counting the number of sixes. And yeah, blah, 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 yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's too complicated. You know, I just want to be able to hit something or whatever. You know, so okay. Um, uh, wearing the cape is another one of the new games. And okay. I don't, uh, unless you guys know something about it. Uh, I have nope. Super Babe, 
Uh, and uh, I really, but I haven't ever actually run a, a game of it because I don't have a group of people who want play, who who want, especially since most of my players are guys, uh, who want to play a, a group of scantily clad female super superheroes <laughs> who get into fights with scantily clad supervillainesses. Uh, so, yeah, the, uh, I think that's a bit of a niche game. I mean, I'm not going to bad mouth yeah. but I think it's a bit yeah. of a niche but, game. Yeah, but you know, the concept of it was really fun, so I, I liked it, and I and I, and I got I, I want a uh, I want a copy of it. So yeah. Oh, okay. So, anyways, um, uh, now Cyberpunk. Okay, you know, hmm. I mean, not, most people would say no, Cyberpunk. That's not a superhero game, but really, all those special abilities, all those those enhancements that you're buying down at your local body shop. In, in 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 any other game would be considered to be like superhero augmentation, maybe at the street level, you know, and uh, you know the ability to, to to take over computer systems and do stuff. That's you know that's that's hacking that would be considered, you know. But because everybody can have the powers, a lot of people say, well, you know, it's not superpowers because everybody has them. You know, if everyone has superpowers, then nobody's su- super. You know, and if that's, everyone's punk, nobody's punk. Yes, right. Yes. But and I think that's totally wrong. But I understand their point of view that you know you want you you want your superheroes to be head and shoulders above the rest. You want people to look yes. at them with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men and women. So you know, so, but yet cyberpunk is an excellent way of building a superhero character which you then use in another game i have done that in in a number of cases where i built characters to use in other games using other game systems go ahead oh oh no i my my thursday night game i told you it was cyberpunk four color superheroes there's a couple i think an npc i have and it's kind of based on me and shelly She's lightly cybernetically augmented, and my character was uploaded as an AI and basically is in a wrist bracer computer. And so I'm role-playing, basically, me and my daughter arguing with each other. And so, yeah, superhero, but all due to cybernetics. Right, well, I so, know yeah, you're... No, I know cyberpunk, this, I can see it. Yeah, I know that Shelly is a slightly augmented superhero character, but what about her character she plays? Well, you know, you know, <laughs> that that's part of the... Well, she gets all that from the Pulaski side of the family. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. All right. All right. Not con- not conceded, just convinced. Anyway. Yeah. Now, Ascendant. Um, all I really know about Ascendant is that we're really talking about you know epic level characters here. You know, this is this is not a game that's I, designed to be around you know street level anything. But you know, I think I've heard, may have seen that one in passing. But yeah. 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 Ooh, what, yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah. Wait, Prowlers and Paragons. I, see, I, I have Powers and Paragons at the top of the list, and I have Prowlers and Paragons down here. I don't know which is the which one. Prowlers and Paragons. Do I smell a bit of Big Irish's work on this one? Because I think that's the game that Sean Patrick Bannon is dealing with in some way. Maybe. Yeah, that name I, sounds I familiar. Know. Yeah. Okay. Our our buddy Big Irish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, he, he's posted a few superhero pics of, yeah, this is the guy I'm doing my Prowlers and Paragons game. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, he cut, Savage his, he cut his teeth yeah. on, on writing um, um, uh, champions. 
Really? That I did not know that well, about yeah, our one, dear uh, friend. One of okay. the one of the uh, supplements for the original champions he wrote. Really? I'm now I'm gonna have to look up because I got champions like one, two, and three from back in the day. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, Savage World Superpowers Compendium. I have yeah. that. Yes, I have that as well. It's quite. Yeah. It's quite. I want it, dudes. I want to get my players into Savage Worlds, but that means I gotta. They've been so inundated with D20. I mean, I tried Palladium and they were like, eh, yeah, you know, you know, we'll go back. I want to get them into Savage Worlds. I want to run a Savage Worlds campaign, but just like, oh, you know, I've been doing it for the last two, three, four, I don't know how many years now. Yeah, you know, you, you've been doing it a ever while. Since yeah. we, we decided to do uh, Fringeworthy as, as Savage Worlds with John uh, doing the conversion. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah. We've a lot of years now. So, you know, it's. It's nowhere near as hard as 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 it sounds. It's really not hard at all because basically, I, I and I can. Oh yeah, because I can. You know, I've got the Savage Rift stuff. I can just okay. Here, here it is. Here you go. Yeah. But all, oh no, all Savage you're World to do is roll four. <laughs> yeah, I. Four is the and, target and the number thing, for everything in the game. And and the the kicker is is that I I am thankful to the powers that be that I got to play Savage Rifts with Big Irish at Con on the Cob years ago. Uh-huh. So I had that one experience. Because other than that, it was just me, you, John, and Blix making those Savage Worlds characters. Until I got to sit with Big Irish there in Shield, Ohio, and play Savage Rifts, that was all that... Bruce, you're kind of my go-to in Savage Worlds because I don't know much else about it. Yeah. So That's fine. the fact that I got to... Okay, you know, I made, you know, Duke, you know, the guy who hates tech geeks, and you made, what was it, Scratch, her name was? Yeah. The Urban Savage. Right. And John and Blix made their characters. That was all the experience I had with Savage Worlds, and then I got to sit with big Irish running Savage Worlds, Savage Rifts, and I'm like, I so want to do this with my players. I just got to pick the right mix and then get them involved with it. Mm-hmm. I've got the Adventure Edition because we did the Robotech episode with Jonathan Thompson who shout out to Jonathan, please get well soon. He said some hospital issues just, mm-hmm. yeah. And so I want to do savage worlds. I want to bring that into the group consciousness. It's just, ugh. it's having to teach everybody a new mechanic. Gamma world. Well, like I said, it's, okay, not the, that, it's not that hard. It's you just, yeah, you're yeah. just trying to roll four. You know, in yeah. most cases, and and if if it's a you know uh, you know you versus them situation, you know usually it's like you know you're trying to roll four better than whatever their 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 score is, you know. Yeah. So that so you're still trying to hit that four, and if you roll four better than the four, it's considered to be a raise, you know, or an ace or whatever you want to call it. And you know when you get into the compendium and and the and the various superpowers that are back. The back of the main you know, Savage World book, you essentially say that it says if you succeed, no matter what you roll four, this happens. Okay, yeah. if you get a okay. raise, which is four better than that, then this happens. And it doesn't. It usually doesn't like keep. You get another four, another four, another four, another four. It doesn't do that. Okay, that only happens on damage. Okay, it's uh, it's just basically once you get the raise, you're done. And uh, if anything, I consider that to be a limitation to the game because, you know, when you roll awesome, it's up to the GM or you to basically say, this is what really happened, you know, because the effect is pretty much spelled out in the rule book. Okay. 
You so, do realize if and if and when I start a Savage Worlds campaign, your brain good friend might be getting picked. I'm just going to put that out there perfectly now. Perfectly fine. I'm, All right. I, thank I you. will just always be that. there for you, my friend. Thank you. All right. Gamma World. Okay. Yeah. Gamma World with the various powers, from what I remember. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now you know, and, and to give you a, an idea of how ridiculous it, this can be. Okay, uh, I have my favorite character from Gamma World. All right, and. And I want everyone to understand that I rolled this randomly. Okay. I rolled on the tables okay. and this came out randomly. Okay. So this guy, basically, uh, I rolled um, uh, dual brain. So he has two brains. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Which means he can do two different things in the same round because each brain yes. is doing two different things. Right. He also has duality, which means that each of the brains can do two things. So now I can do four things. Okay. Then I also got speed enhancement, which means it takes half the time to do any of those things. So now I can do eight things in a round. Okay. You do realize someone's going to look at you and just call BS on you. The fact I that you roll. And I trust, I swear, I trust you. I, I, I trust you. No. I trust you. Yeah. As I said, I've known you almost 20 years. Anybody else is going to look at you and call BS on you. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. Okay, at this point, we haven't actually given him any special powers, right? He just is really smart, fast, and all that stuff, right? So, uh, and so the actual powers he had was he had telekinetic, telekinetic arm, which he would basically oh. take, he would, you know, which has a range of around, uh, I think up to 150 feet. So what he would do oh. is he would go and like pull a grenade off with that telekinetic arm. Okay. Reach it out. And, you know, uh, to an opponent and press it against the opponent. So the opponent couldn't get away from it. Boom. Max. Oh. Okay. It would destroy the telekinetic hand on the end and he'd have to reform it, but big deal. Right. Okay. Yeah. That one of his abilities. Okay. That, you know, and the GM basically try nerfed my character by saying, well, that's associated with only one of your brains. <laughs> so I wasn't able to do it eight times in a round. I think I could only do that like four times in a round. Okay. Just keep setting it out again, again, and again. Okay. And then, uh, I had this ability to dominate animals. So I could like the, the giant, you know, beetle, whatever comes up to attack everybody. I go over and slap my hand on it. He's my bud. I said, okay, I hop up on top of it. Now I'm riding. Okay. That was, that was one of the abilities I had. Uh, and, and, that was, oh. that, and arguably that was a stretch because that ability is actually supposed to be for plants. Okay. But I, the GM let me have that ability, not restricted to me being a plant. Okay. So okay. I had that, so that. That that's the old that's the only one that wasn't like hundred percent legitimate to the edition we were looking at. Okay. And then right. a little bit later on from that, when I got some more PowerPoints and I got another mutation, I got teleport. Oh so, yeah. So I mean, so as you can imagine, this was a pretty superheroish character. Okay? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, assuredly. You can do eight actions to everybody's one. You could dominate animals. You had a telekinetic arm. Yeah, right, yeah. And, I, and that was a limitation because he teleport. wouldn't dominate other people. <laughs> but he let me dominate. Oh, him. no, that, 
I think considering you had eight actions, yeah, I can dominate, you know, almost a half dozen, over a half dozen people in a second. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that would be a little, yeah. yeah. But no, still. And yeah. you rolled this up. Literally rolled it randomly. Because, oh, and, all, and all the other players basically just picked their their powers. So I ended up and, being... And your rolls ended they, up being better than them. Yeah. Well, not really, because they picked their powers. They cherry-picked their powers. So they yeah. were really super powered. Like, one guy, he had a death field around him that would kill anything they got within, you know, X distance of him. Yeah. Yeah. So... And, and and you know that was that was how he kept himself safe. Was as yeah. he got into combat, you know, anything that anything that attacked him died. <laughs> yeah, and but all it takes is one laser bolt from a hundred feet away, and oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah there, so that's, I mean, that's, there, yeah. every character could theoretically have been taken out. My character also, I think, had some regeneration, but I mean, as you say, a a a, a, a powerful enough laser bolt would just fry me. So yeah. I, I couldn't, you know, so anyways, that was, and there, and the other, and I only remember that, there were like four other characters that were all equally, and, you know, because they, they knew somehow I missed the, 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 the email, yeah, that we were actually, you know, could build these characters and we could have so many powers or whatever like that. Oh, we rolled this up randomly and, and, and managed to be equal on their level. But I, I think it's pretty obvious at this point that, you know, here's, here's some broken superheroes. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to recall anything real quick. Any, and because you know me, superheroes are kind of my jam. I'm trying to recall if there's any other like D20 variants that would qualify besides the two I mentioned. Nothing's coming. As I said, I don't, I'm not poo pooing on mutants and masterminds at all. As far as D20 goes, it is the most I'm, venerable. I've played it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As I said, I have all three editions hardcover and PDF. So, I mean, I have it. It's just I have found other things that, for my purposes, work more to what I want to do. I am not poo-pooing on Mr. Steve Kenson and his work or the work of Green Ronin. As I said, heck, I'd, I'd fanboy with Steve Kenson big time. I mean, I've seen the other stuff that he's done. And I'm just like, oh, this is good. It's just Trinity University 20 and Powered Hero and Psywatch from Scorch of Studios work for my and here's the thing that Thursday game I'm putting them together, so there is a wider spread of powers. So I'm sitting there having to go. Okay, powers from Twin- Trinity Universe rules are equivalent to stuff in the Powered Hero Evolution rules. So that's extra work for me. But I've had to make these com- two combined and different mechanics together to make the Thursday night superheroes. That's some book work for me, let me tell you. But I told my players, okay, this is all on me. I whatever you want to do, I will bend these rules until these two separate rules until they scream and work together for the benefit of your character. So um I'm seeing Tritac here that we've managed to slip into that. What do you have here, sir? Well, there there were two superhero um, uh, adventures in the published stuff from uh, Tri uh, Tritac and, and Outpost Games. One was the Red Rocket Ranger, uh, which was a disfigured. You know, basically he got caught in a fire. 
Okay, and he got caught in a fire from a, uh, a crash-burning uh, alien spacecraft. But in that fire, he found this ring that granted him all kinds of powers. So you know, and he and he basically, uh, uh, you know, when he and one of the f powers was flight. But when he flew, it basically this red aura went around him and was very bright and shiny and stuff like that, which was actually you know a uh, navigational beacon. It was like to let other people who are flying know that you were there. Okay, but it made him look like he was a comet. So he and 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 he basically you know uh, still kind of you know kept the the same colors as the ranger and he called himself the red rocket ranger so and uh, but he had lots of a bunch of other powers that were all ring based kind of thing and i used um uh and when i wrote the story uh i used uh the hero system to build the character so you know and then i used it in the story once i had it built i said okay now i know what his powers are and I, they're balanced and you know they're the right level that i want them to be okay now we're going to write the story now i know what the player characters are going to have to deal with what level he can do what he can't do you know because they put limitations on him as well so they were able to take him out as a result in you know he, he was essentially you know he, he was a vigilante he was he was, you know, kind of unhinged, and uh, the the players had to basically, you know, rein him in, you know, yeah. pack him off to the padded padded room up there at uh, Semtech, you know, to get okay. some counseling. So and now, mechanical Marv uh, or Marv the mechanical man, I forget which way it was. He was this guy that had all these implants. That uh, and I believe this story was written by J.P. Withers, um, and it was. Uh, uh, it was about this guy. Apparently, there was these 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 uh, uh, bodily implants, but only like one in ten thousand people could absor you know could could take the the process of implantation, and and so he was one of the few that could. Okay, so uh, and it, it it gave him like three times human strength and a bunch of other things like that and regenerative powers and stuff. So he was basically became this tank okay. for. Uh, for for the bureau, so whenever they had a really tough critter that was basically wiping the floor with the with the investigatory team, they could send him in to help. The problem was is that it really shortened his lifespan. You know, these things were like hot. You know, basically overloading his system. So in between missions, they cryogenically froze him until he was needed again. At which point they would then thaw him out and he'd go out and do the work. So that was that was the story. It was kind of a bittersweet thing because you know mechanical Marv really has like a two year lifespan. So and all he knows is combat and fighting, fighting the good fight. Granted, but yeah. still until the day yeah. he dies. So you know we 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 used it somewhat more later on. We said you know we, you know, far enough in the future they've gotten a handle on this and and uh, and and, me and mechanical Marv finally you know either he gets moved into a clone body or they get the the implants out you know they they give the implants to somebody who could t who already has you know a tougher body wow. or for some reason and can take the implants you know maybe a frankenstein variant or something like that so marv finally gets to live a normal wow. life so but anyways that that was from tritech so tritech has used these superhero type characters uh specifically because i wrote them in but it's 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 always been part of the game that you could have these kinds of characters in uh, beer 
Oh, no, it's in the D100 chart of things that a bureau agent could find, yes. And so... Right, right, right. And as far as Fringeworthy and superheroes, refer to our previous episode of Superpowers and Fringeworthy. We already... Chapter and me, Bruce, John, and Blix did chapter and verse on that, and I, I had a lot of fun with that one too. There's a number of worlds where super four color and street level yep. superheroes are 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 quite present. Yep. Okay, um, all right. So, uh, which then brings me basically to a, a bunch of questions for the player to answer before they start building their yes. character. So, you know, because you know, you really need to know what you're building before you do and that tells you which game system or character generator you want to use to, in order to build it effectively, okay? And because you know, if you're doing these street level characters, first of all, is that a lot of these systems are just way too complicated for what you're trying to do. You know, you don't need to be able to integrate like all these different powers. You know, you just have one power to deal with and maybe it may be easier for the GM and you just to have it descriptively, you know, done. You know, about like along the lines of a fate story where I want to do this, and the GM says pushes some 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 things, you know, some some tokens at you and says you can if you want, and in which case those are complications. So you know, and you know, it, it's it just depends on what kind of game you want to do. But anyways, so the the first number number one question is where does the power come from? You know, now in Savage Worlds, it's usually pretty easy. The power, you know, it's either going to have a superpower background, yeah, background or it's going to yeah. have a priestly background. Yeah, the, the, you know, the, the, uh, it could be a, uh, a mystical background or it could even be weird science if you're somebody who's into gadgetry. You know, so, but other systems, they have other things, you know, a, a lot more choices. You know, the power is is basically coming from the, you know, uh, matter, antimatter, uh, you know, uh, creation, yeah. destruction of the universe, you know. And, uh, and there are Marvel superheroes, by the way, that use that as their power source, okay. Uh, Bureau 13, magic comes from an, another universe where the energy level is higher. And the ma the mages, according to Beer Thirteen early editions, was you know before when they were using the Tritech system, basically lessened the barrier between the universes, and the magic flowed through, and then they would harvest it and use it as ah. they wished. That was where ma that's where power mm. came from. So therefore, if you could set up some kind of dimensional anchoring that basically blocked that, you could stop all all magic in the area yep. from working. If you know magic as from magicians, yeah. now magic that's a result of the natural life force of the planet or innate powers that come from the critters themselves. No, that's not going to be affected. But that's why it matters. Is this just something that you know? Is this from your own? You know, um, uh, you know, is 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 the power? You know, uh, and and I, I've got to bring this in. You know, because it's there's such good examples of mystery men. Yeah. Okay. Baby Bowler has no powers. She, ha you know, she, ha what she has is her dad's skull inside of a lucite bowling ball. Okay. So it's clear, and you yeah, can see his skull. Yeah. He, because he's a ghost, okay, who's inhabiting. Exactly, and runs around and is, is the biggest hitter, you know, in the in, in the storyline, you know. And I think, and I love Bailey Baby Bowler. I love her. Janine Garoppolo, that 
zero F's given character mindset she had as that character. Okay, I'm going to ask her, have we seen anything from her recently? I'm not trying to divert, it's just I realize, yeah, we haven't heard of Janine Grappolo in like 20 years. What the heck's happened to her? But I remember Baby Bowler, and I love it that she had the... T- She's done a bunch of movies. The telepathic contact with her dad, and I love it after she beats um, Tony G, Eddie Izzard's character. She looks at the, the, the skull. Fine. Yes, Dad, I'll go to college. Oh, and puts him back in the bag and walks out. <laughs> no, no, she wanted to. He 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 says says now yeah, I yeah, get yeah, to yeah. now I get to go to graduate school. Yeah, he would he would open her <laughs> into her his revenge plot from beyond the grave. Yeah. Fine. We're fine. We did this. I'm going to to beauty college or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it just yeah. Right, so her powers are coming from an external source, and that external source is the mystical, you know, rage of her. Yeah. Now, then you, and then you have, you know, um, uh, Mister Furious, okay, who for most of the movie we're not sure he actually has a superpower, but at the end he proves that he does, and it's from his unbounding rage. Yes, adrenaline fueled strength. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know where the invisible boy's power comes from. Maybe she puts a pants on before you want to keep crime fighting. And he looks down and goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> it only works on himself, not on his clothes. So he has to strip down just like, just like the original invisible man if he wants to be truly invisible. And it doesn't work if anybody's looking at him. So it only actually works against things like robots. And, you know, cameras and things like that, which is not a bad ability. But, you know, but that's where Gene Garofalo goes. And when he, he's, he's like saying, I did it, I did it. And she says, okay, but, you know, if we're going to do some more superhero today, you might want to put some pants on. And it was funny because my former follow-up act, that was weirdly his closing line after he did his outro, just because it was called Saren's No Pants Dimension. You hear Janine Garofalo. Maybe she'll put some pants on if you want to continue crime fighting today. And I'm like, and I'm like, you know, Chris Evans, I understand that reference. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, the where your powers come from uh, basically yeah. informs a lot about what you can do and how you can do it and any of the consequences of doing it. Because obviously, if your power comes from necromantic sources and you use them, then there's going to be probably some soulish, degradation, uh, you know, uh, bad things happening, you know, or whatever. So it's, it's important to know. You're going to pay the piper later. Yeah, that's that whole thing. Number two, what energy is powering it? Does that energy run out? Yeah, baby bowler, that was okay. The father's ghost messing with her and allowing her to, yeah, it's... But it never ran out. I mean, basically, he could produce X amount yeah. of force, but he was never going to run out. He was just, it was just him, okay, you know. But like in a lot of things like champions, you got X... Nu- has the the endurance yes the endurance stat yes i do remember that yeah right right so when you run out then you either start taking damage to yourself because you're pushing yourself okay or even worse you can actually cause yourself physical harm done in body yep yep right can can you push your powers okay and that's that's always a good question you know so is it coming so, like I said, what kind of energy is powering it? And, and another reason that's important is because 
you know, when you're trying to defeat it, you know, if you're, you know, uh, if, if the bad guy is trying to, you know, disable it or, you know, or, or protect against it, knowing what is, what kind of power is doing it. Because John Ryer, you know, bless his heart, uh, you know, made a big, a good point of the fact is that if you assume that these power, psi powers are not electromagnetic waves, then you're essentially changing the laws of physics. <laughs> And you know, because you're you're basically creating a new form of energy that nobody that nobody knows exists. Okay, this is before they started talking about dark matter. By the way, well, yeah, I and I and in it, it's a running. Okay, I guess the term would be convention in my campaigns, as far as magic. How I and I've described this, and pretty much my longer term players like Carrie, Jeff, Colleen, and now Fur. Magic, you are merely hacking the subquantum. You are hacking the material universe, matter, energy, space, and time on a subquantum level. That is magic. That is how I describe magic. Yeah, you may have to wiggle your fingers and use a spell component and say some words, but with those psychological crutches, because you have the feats of silent spell, still spell and eschew materials you can get rid of those you're basically hacking the material universe on that sub-quantum level where yeah you can do fire bolts and magic and you know lightning bolts and teleport and all this and yeah that's all it is is you're doing that psionics the same way but you're just saying oh you're doing it via your mind as opposed to this other source that can be detected by detect magic, which I guess you could call it maybe I don't know thaumaturgical energy or something like that. You know, a new. Well, you just replace one unknown word with another unknown word. <laughs> you really can't quantify it and link it to a form. So yeah, you have to come up with a new term, maybe curly and energy, because you know. The curly and detectors are what kind of detect supernatural stuff. You could throw that in. Yeah. You know, if everything is being caused by subatomic particles combining and, and, and creating effects, there might, you know, it might be that every, everybody gets irradiated. Okay, because that's not usually a problem in superhero games. They use their powers, and, you know, the powers go off. Sometimes you get cold, sometimes you get heat, sometimes you get electricity, you know, and it's just like, how exactly is this working? You know, are you, you know, do you generate a bioelectrical field around your body, and it just kind of leaps off of you, like, you know, uh, uh, a solar... Um, you know, like the surface of the sun leaping off as a mass ejection? Or are you, uh, you know, like in FTL 2448, we had the blaster pistol that created an explosion on the surface of the thing that it was attacking. Uh, yeah. Okay, does, are, you just, are you just heating up the molecules there, you know, s somehow, and it's, and it's, you know, so I'm just saying is that the way the, the power works is important because, you know, otherwise you might end up, you know, because we talk, one of the things a little bit later is, is you know, does it cause collateral damage? So, and most of these powers in, in any kind of a realistic game would cause a ton of collateral damage. 
Okay, so, but back to the, the, the second question, what energy is powering it? You know, does the energy run out? Do you control it, okay, or just trigger it? Or is it automatic? Like, you know, just, when someone hits me, you know, and I don't get hurt, it's because it automatically protects me, but the rest of the time I can touch people? You know, is it automatic? Or do I have to actually invoke it? You know, I have, if, in other words, if I'm distracted, do I not have any protection? You know, and, and can it go out of control? Can I be in a situation where um, I literally can't touch anybody because my power won't go down? Or I literally suffocate because my power is so strong that air isn't getting to me? Yeah. You know, and if, if it's coming from me, then when I fall unconscious, probably, or from my mind, then when I fall unconscious, then, you know, then it'll, it'll probably go down and I'll be able to breathe again. But if it's some power that's coming out of my essence and is not driven by my conscious mind, even if I, if I suffocate, I may end, this, this, this may be my tube. This glowing ball that's around me, they just take it and they put it in a coffin and bury me because, you know, yeah. my power went out of control. Why am I reminded of. David Hewlett's character in the first spinoff show of the show that shall not be named of the force field device that McKay puts on and he realizes, yeah, I'm protective. Wait a minute. I can't put food in my mouth. Oh, dear God. What have I done? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's important to, that you answer these questions when you're designing your character, yeah. you know, so that you do that. Uh, yeah, again, does it do collateral damage? You know, and what kind of collateral damage does it cause? Oh, yeah. If, you I, know, can, if I can sit there like, okay, we'll use uh, Jubilee from X-Men, the young yellow raincoat. Uh, we saw her in Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, no, we saw, what was that, that negasonic warhead teenage whatever who I, I call her emo Jubilee, and it, it got funny goes over the edge when I call her that. Just, I'm like, <laughs> we all know who it's supposed to be, but they couldn't get the term, so they made her into this character. Um, no, it's like, yeah, Jubilee kicks off all these fireworks and everything, and it's cute, but yeah, all of a sudden she just set this dry field of grass on fire, or she set off smoke alarms because... You know, the fire alarms went off because she's doing this in a mall, you know, hallway or. Yeah, right. Yeah. <clears throat> or all these people have pattern blindness because their retinas got burned. Oh, oh, oh. See, that's the thing about a lot of superhero games is that if you were to bring real fit. Well, first of all, any characters with growth would, you know, be killed under. The, what is it? The cubes inverse inverse square yeah, law, like the cube square law, or something like that, or the square cube law. Yeah, and just oh yeah, no, no, giant man, you know Scott Lang in the MCU growing like that. Yeah, the pin particles, it's hand waving because physics, he would be crushed under his own weight. He wouldn't be able to move at all. Yeah, um, so yeah, that's the collateral damage thing. You often. A lot of people don't want to bring in physics into it because they just, it's superhero. Oh, yeah, just superhero physics. Yeah, whatever. And that's a decision that, that, that the GM has right, to make. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah, if you, yeah, yeah. they want to make that decision, that's fine. But if they do want to have something like that, then, you, like I say, uh, you know, if you have people that are using like huge elect, uh, electromagnetic bursts, well, you know, guess what? All the, all the computer equipment and the, and, and the cell towers and, and whatnot, you know, in the, in the, 
in at least the immediate area of maybe a block or more just got fried. Yeah, you got to sit there and equip all of your people who have any type of electronics to have Tempest, Tempest shielded electronics, which for those of you who don't know, Tempest shield electronics are okay. I mean, they may not be impervious to EMPs. They're more resistant. Yeah, there's no such thing as impervious. Right. It, it <laughs> makes them a little harder to be fried, but a strong enough EMP will still take out Tempest-shielded electronics. But all of your people are going to now have to have the Tempest shielding built into, oh, I have my power armor and all this, and yeah, my I do EMPs as my power. You might want to be... You know, this is that phrase. This looks like a time where I should be somewhere else. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just, yeah, if you have these powers and they endanger your team when you invoke it, another one would be powers where it's, yeah, I'm doing these powers. I might have this electrical blast that, you know, numbs people and they drop. Yeah, and also there's some, you know, low level radiation yeah you guys hanging around me might want to you know just yeah well when we were playing that you know uh uh that jammer world the guy that had the death field generation if if you got within 15 feet of him you took that damage so we were like (laughs) you're on your own buddy i hope you're strong enough to to fight your own fights because we're not going anywhere near you that's like the parson in blazing saddles where he tacks off his hat and looks at bart and says son you're on your own yeah (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah um The collateral damage and the endangering your team, that kind of sort of goes hand in hand in a way, because the fact if, and, and, and I don't, granted, none of my damn players listen to me that, you know, they will overhear this podcast. Hell, they don't listen to me when I'm running the damn games. I have one of my players who wants to bring in a secondary character that has, yeah, she has radiation powers and all this, but. She also emits low-level radiation. Yeah, she's perfectly immune to any and all forms of radiation. And technically, if I wanted to get creative, we could go back, you know, you know, maybe rewind back about two hours where we're talking about variations on powers. Radiation is just a form of the EM spectrum. She could sit there and manipulate electricity, light, radio waves. And other. Right now, she just does hard radiation. This character idea knocks um, collateral damage. The way that I plan on bringing this character into a campaign I'm running, um, yeah, they're tracking. Okay, in these cities, as this moving across the country, we notice the pattern of there. There's a bunch of you know radiation-based sicknesses and deaths in this city. Oh, it went from Chicago to Des Moines. And then to over here to Denver, and then now is on the East Coast, and now moved down to San, you know, L.A., and then back over to Phoenix. Wait a minute, this there's some radiation source. It's done, 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 and they find this character, and they're emitting the radiation. And the plan is the 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 campaign. They will build a containment suit for her. So yeah, it's that sort of. Yeah, you got to realize your powers are kind of 
if they're causing problems, yeah, that could be something else that might will bother both civilians and the people you want to hang around with. Um, oh, I like this. Is it legal? Is it licensed? Do you have a watchdog? Color implied. Okay, again, this is a PG-13 cast here. We're trying to, you know, keep this. Oh, collar, you mean? Okay, yeah, yeah, sorry. I'm talking about, like, the, uh, uh, like, Deadshot, the, um, the Suicide Squad. Yeah, the, 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 the Cortex Mandatory bomb. compliance collar. Yeah, Cortex bombs that they get injected with. Yeah, where the one guy, oh, yeah, I'm going to try to escape, and they just see his headless body fall from two stories, and they all get that message of, okay, yeah, we're not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, legal licensed watch. Yeah, it's kind of well, legal or licensed. I mean, that's okay. Oh, wait a minute, hold it. GURP supers they have in the modules and Bruce. Since you put this in here, you might the ISTs, the international super teams that are part of the. Excuse me. Oh boy, the GURP supers two or three modules they made based on GURP supers. And so we're going to do this framework campaign called Super Teams, ISTs, where they're UN-based and they're all in the UN member countries. So we monitor their powers and we can do, yeah, as soon as I read legal license, it reminded me and it, it harkened me back to when you mentioned GURP supers, that you have some type of oversight type thing. And this melt folks, this men's into the whole MCU Sokovia Accords thing. They wanted to keep the superheroes cataloged. And the Sokovia Accords were uh, a callback to the comics and the Mutant Registration Act that happened in the old X Factor comics, where, oh, no, no, if you have superpowers, you register yourselves with the government. We know where you live, we know where you work. We know who you are. We know that you have these powers. And again, who watches the Watchmen? Oh, we need somebody who has fire powers. Oh, Russell Collins over here who burned this woman while he was in the Navy. Yeah, we need a pyrokinetic. Okay, you're coming with us on a mission because if not, we're going to ruin your life. Yeah, legal and licensed. That can get take some dark turns in a campaign if you want to be a GM. Yeah, legal and licensed. Okay, wait a minute. Why are we all of a sudden we're going on a ship somewhere and we're going to go somewhere and take some dictator out? Hold right. it. That was yeah, the that's yeah. argument from Captain America's side in the, in the movie was like, hey. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yeah, want to yeah. be uh, the beck and call of any government, even if it is my own. <laughs> And the thing is, civil civil war, yeah, it 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 oh no, that was the whole point of my kids wedding five five years ago. They did civil war themed wedding and they did the opposite. And I forget which side Shelly was on. I'd have to look through the wedding pictures and yeah, there's I won't get into all that. But let's say if my uh I think Shelly was team Iron Man. So Bruce, my son-in-law, had the colors, the red and gold. Bruce was team cap. Shelly had the red, white, and bluish kind of thing going a little. So, yeah, that whole Civil War thing against, okay, should we be licensed or do we want to be free? That's something here that Bruce mentioned is like, 
yeah, you're going to have these powers and are they going to be regulated in any way or are you going to be just freelance? And there are plenty of superhero games, including the GURPS Supers ISTs that do the, hi, yeah, no, you're part of a UN team or a US-based team or you're part of like, what was the old DC thing they had where they had the token national heroes from all of the global guardians where you had this Irish guy in an all black and orange costume with this jack-o'-lantern power sword, and he was called Jack-o'-lantern. You had Fire and Ice, who later became part of Justice International. Fire was from Brazil. Ice was from Iceland. And a quick note in the unaired Justice League pilot for CBS, Fire, Beatrice de Costa, was played by the woman who does Star Trek Picard's Rafi musicer, Michelle Hurd. Little side note there. But yeah, you had these licensed heroes for various countries or governmental bodies. That's something else you have to bring into your campaign is, okay, are, they, are we going to have these watchdogs over us? Yeah, they're giving us all sorts of transport and 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 housing and we can go to anywhere in the world and you know have an apartment but how can i put this as delicately as possible we've got a microscope up our butts all the time Mm -hmm. yeah because uh most you know if you try to create any kind of a backstory you know when the superpowers first appear there are no laws stopping them. They, no one had anticipated them. Unless someone literally wants to say they're of the devil, you know, and therefore the church gets involved. Cue the Kathy Bates uh, uh, water boy line, yeah. But they, they usually do have laws against vigilantism, okay? And the reason, the reason there are laws against vigilantism is because, especially in America, because in American history, uh, we've had lots of cases where groups of people have banded together as vigilantes and taken out other groups of people, okay, who just, they just happen to not like, and they basically, you know, trumped up charges against them. And we've seen entire populations eliminated by these vigilantes. So we have laws against vigilantism. But we don't have laws against superpowers. Right. Okay, at least not initially. Okay. Yeah, that, that's the whole thing of, and I'm going back on my CJ training here, this is the matter of legal precedent, where you sit there and you take an existing situation and you would extrapolate it to accompany this new thing. Okay, yeah, we have all these super-powered beings now, people who can do just... Okay, I'm starting to feel where there might be some editing involved. <clears throat> they can do stuff that normal people can't do, and you know exactly what I was about to say here. And so they're going to make legal precedents saying, okay, they are going to do out, go out and use these powers to do stuff to stop other people from doing stuff. And as, as lovely as it is that they are stop using their powers to stop similarly powered people from doing bad things, we still have a legal system here. Therefore, they're going to make these anti-superhuman laws based on the legal precedent of vigilantism being a crime. Of course, we here at Gaming the Frontier Podcast do not condone vigilantism in any way, shape, or form. And still just, yeah, they're going to use 
the vigilante laws that we have here in America as a legal precedent say, okay, not only can you not do vigilanteism, you can't go out with a gun and shoot up a drug den because, you know, you, it's harming your neighborhood. You can't sit there. Because that is vigilanteism. Yes, it is. But I mean, no, you also cannot use this quote unquote God given gift of shooting lightning bolts out of your eyes to take, take out the aforementioned drug den in your neighborhood to make things safe. Yeah, it's going to be, they, they base them on legal precedents. That's just how our law works. Yeah. And, but until until you basically get it into court, you know, your actions are grandfathered. Yeah, and see, that's the whole precedence of, of Disney plus a She-Hulk. Oh, we're making a superhero, superhuman law division, and, well, since you're a superhuman, you're public, we want you to head this. And, of course, Jen, Ma- Jen not Matthews, hush my mouth. Jen Walters is like, wait, what, me? What? Well, you're a superhuman a lawyer, so we want you to run this. It's because now, after all this time in the MCU, they had all these superhumans running all over the place, and they had all these legal precedents that were coming out, so this law firm kind of took that niche market and they latched onto it. So, yeah, when you have superhumans doing vigilante stuff, which superhumans are, let's face it, Batman is a mentally disturbed man who beats up other mentally disturbed people. let Ever since Dark Knight. Before that, no. He was somebody seeking justice for all. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, as much as I love Batman, it's a, you guys said, no, this is somebody who is not right beating up other people who are not right. Just the, the, yeah. And so because of this, they're still going to sit there and after a while, they're they're going to just extrapolate the laws, and again, it's uh, our our own American laws are based. If you go back far enough a law book, you're going to find that our laws are based on British law, the law that the 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 country that our original thirteen colonies were based off of. There was just certain stuff the Crown was doing we didn't like, so we came over here and made our own thing. But still, if you go back, if you do the legal research for centuries back. Our laws, in effect, are based on British law. It's called precedent. They're going to do the same thing with superhumans in your campaign. And if you want to role play that and say, okay, yeah, our laws are changing where we have to be registered because if not, we're considered vigilantes. That's something you could role play. And I mean, if you want to get into that type of deep role playing, that will make for some good scenarios. Well, what you can do is you can, you know, whoever your team leader is, is look, we have superpowers, but we got to keep this on the down low because there's no laws against us using our powers until we go public, in which case somebody's going to feel like they have to buy, make, make our actions illegal, and then we will be liable you know, once our identities, which will eventually happen, come out, you know, the people will be suing us to death. So we want to keep this on the down low, guys. Oh, another superhero game from Pinnacle Entertainment Group, Brave New World. That's where, yeah, because Chicago was made a crater and now Crescent City is built on the edge of the crater. Superhumans are now, they have to be secret. That's another game we could add to the list. Brave New World from PEG. Okay, okay. Now, the whole thing with the licensed, okay, if you remember in Watchmen, originally, you know, uh, 
especially the TV series, okay, originally they wore the masks because they want to protect their loved ones so they could go out and act freely, stopping bad yeah. guys without worrying about the bad guys finding out who their loved ones were and killing them, okay? But then later on, yeah. if you, you know, if, again, if you're reading the graphic novel, um, the... the be, they decided that no, you know, this is this is shielding, you know, them from the consequences of their actions when they're not being sanctioned by some, you know, entity. So, you know, a, a government entity. So they made wearing a mask illegal. So of course that at that point all the mask wearers were criminal essentially criminals in the eyes of the Justice Department, even though they were working to basically stop evil people. All right. But not everybody was in that situation because they the caveat was that if you are working for one of those entities, A, you don't have to wear a mask, and B, you can use your superpowers because they're now sanctioned by that organization. Yeah. And then you've got people like Dr. Manhattan, and you've got people like uh, 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 the comedian. Ozymandias. Yeah, and Ozymandias, and all those people who basically uh, stopped the Vietnam War in a day, which, which you know, the comedian hated because he was having a lot of fun in Vietnam, being really terrible, you know, uh, until all of a sudden, you know, uh, Dr. Manhattan shows up and says, you know, he said, he says, I'm walking across your country, and if you wish to surrender, surrender, otherwise your head explodes. Yeah, so it's, uh, so that, so that happens, is that usually what happens is that, you know, these superpowers, they get, you know, they, they basically make rules, and people either decide to, you know, if they don't follow them, you know, and now we're going to, I'm going to move into Babylon 5, if you don't join the Psychor, then you have to take drugs to keep your powers from working, okay? They had similar things going on in the Marvel Universe, okay? Later, yeah. when they got further on, you know, uh, and, and then, of course, anybody who has who's a, a registered, therefore licensed telepath has rules about what they can or cannot do. You know, you cannot just go and read people's minds, okay, even though... The, Bester did that all the time, but all, the rank and file uh, members of the Psychor were not allowed to read other people's minds. They had privacy, you know, and uh, their job was to only read people's minds under certain circumstances where they wanted everybody to know that nobody was acting in a duplicitous manner. That was the primary use of telepaths in Babylon yeah. 5. Later on, after the Psy War that was alluded to uh, in um, uh, Crusade, okay, now, you know, they're like, well, you know, I, you know I, I never, you know, read anybody's mind and I only use my powers when I'm commanded to by my superior you know, and so, in essence, they're licensed, they're constrained, they only can use their powers under certain circumstances, and usually there's some code of ethics involved in their behavior, okay? And therefore, anybody who doesn't follow those are the bad guys. Ah. All right, and so, yeah, the watchdogs, in the case of telepaths, of course, are always other, other telepaths. Because yeah. otherwise, how do you know? Unless, of course, your power exudes a certain readable, you know, energy. In which case, someone just has a detector and says, "Oh, you're using your power without being given permission. Therefore, you're in violation." Yeah. And that and that's used. I mean, there's uh, uh, Crowley detectors in Bureau Thirteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
So that's all that. So and and of course it brings up the final question, which is, can this power be removed or neutralized? And uh, definitely that was yes in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, that was the whole point of um, I believe the um, the last um, Logan, the Logan film, was uh, was yeah. is that they yeah. they uh, basically gave everybody a shot that took away all their mutant powers, leaving only humans left. Or, or reconverted back to human stock, you know. Which uh, which I thought was a real bummer of an ending, but you know, you kinda understand why it was when you saw that Professor X's spoilers guys, if you haven't seen the movie, um, yeah. uh, but Professor X's power went out of control, and he essentially killed all the original X team members and whoever was currently in the group, and a lot of other people, because it just yeah, I think it was called the Westchester incident. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the whole onslaught. Yeah, which is which basically yeah. was the 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 cause slib that they needed in order to make everybody take the shot and eliminate the problem by eliminating mutants. Yeah. So, you know, except for the few people that refused, you know, they hid their children or refused to get the shots, and those are those, those ended up all being on the, the lamb, essentially, from the, 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 yeah. the guys driving around in the black, you know, 4 by 4s and whatever. The Reavers, the Reavers. Yeah, whatever they were yeah, called. Cybers. Right. So, yep. but uh, sometimes it's real easy. Sometimes, like, for example, you know, your powers can be neutralized just by using... You know, a, a certain collar it just simply neutralizes your powers, and they just usually would call them like a neutralizing collar or whatever like that. So, yeah, uh, I uh, they use something like that in um, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. She's got some collar on that's supposed to inhibit her abilities. Yeah. So yeah, and of course, you know, I mean, you know, if, if you think supers are a are a problem, and they are, they're always going to be a problem. Okay, you know, unless, of course, everybody's super. But even so, if you have like a thousand different, you know, it's, uh, uh, different versions, you know, I mean, you know, then there's, al there's always going to be somebody who's a problem. It's, as much as I sympathize with all the people in, in the X-Men where they were, in, you know, saying, we got people that can go off, can basically, you know, explode like a nuclear bomb. You know, how, how are we supposed to r run a country like that? And the and the answer is, you know, you you don't remove people's basic civil rights just because you're afraid of them, and that's the point where everybody needs to get. Now, Richard Taholka, uh, when I we asked him this question about Bureau Thirteen, he says, "What happens? You know, I mean, you know, FTL twenty four forty eight doesn't take place in the Bureau Thirteen universe. Uh, that's that's incursion. Okay, but." You know, in the FTL 2448, you know, you, you kind of imply that, you know, what's going to happen in 500 years? And he said is, is that all the supernatural powers are essentially going to be bred into the humanity. And Psy is essentially going to be what everything turns into. Yeah. So... So in 2448, you know, you have some people with psi powers, you know, and that's just, you know, those, the, the, the descendants of those people. Everybody else is just your everyday Joe who never had psi powers. And some of your critters are basically just, you know, the, you know, the remains of those stocks. Unless, of course, they're aliens, in which case they're the, you know, whatever they were on those planets. But, uh. Yeah. But even so, you still had some people with some really amazing, unbelievable powers, like the Kralvins, 
the ones that look like you know uh, chess figures yeah. who could do basically anything they wanted to. And you know because their powers were you know immense. Any game that that you know is going to have you know uh, galactic level powers and stuff like that. So, but uh, but yeah, but FTL was supposed to be a very grounded, you know, in 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 you know in technology and foreseeable uh, projected futures. If you had powers, they were not meant to be earth shattering. You had powers; they were above and beyond, but nothing that would like. Oh, yeah, I just terraformed this plant with a thought. No, no, no. You can lift your tool and bring it over from the toolbox. That was about the level of... You have, you have giant mechanical, you know, uh, you know, diggers and, and, and tillers and things like that that basically churn the ground and turn it into proper soil and, you know, and stuff like that. Because, you know, really, you know, I mean, if you make a machine big enough, it's basically like a superpower. Yeah. All right, well, that's pretty much all we ha I have here. Uh, is uh, Jonathan, you've been quiet for a long time. Is there something else you'd like to add? Uh, nothing specific. I, d I would say the only other thing I would like to add is another source of ideas for, like, systems, big eyes, small mouth. Oh, God, yes. Uh, it's made for, yeah, yeah, it's made for anime. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, you can, I mean, it's another system where you could just mix and match powers. Um, it, it reminded me very much of, like, GURPS uh, superpowers. Yep, yep. Silver Age Sentinels from, and it, used mm -hmm. to be, it was uh, Guardians of Order, and I yeah. forget the new name that basically all those rules are back. BSEM is now back. Dimscra or something like that, or Dimescra or... It's on Drive Through RPG. Yeah. Look it up, and it's basically the old Guardians of Order. B E S E M is in a new edition. Yeah, they have Silver Age Sentinels and B E B E S M, and yeah, that's another one that does superpowers. Um, oh God, it's Play Manga D twenty, and it's on the Open Gaming Store. Superpowers are kind of available on that one, and again, yeah. it's reworking the old B E S M rules, but it's called. Play Manga D20, and then they have the one for the Occult Adventures. It's called Occult Manga D20. That's another source of D20 superhero action you can get. So, but so yeah, yeah, that's that, not the only other thing I have to say. Because, yeah, I'm, uh, otherwise, yeah. I mean, no, I, I, as I said, there's, there's names you put out there, Bruce, I've never heard of. And apparently these are all relatively new ones. What you said within the past couple yeah, of years. Yeah, they're new. Yeah. You know, and, and, and of course, because things aren't the way they used to be, you got all these Kickstarters and things like that going on. And there's sometimes we don't even know about these things. You know, if I, you know, and this is what happens when you don't go to Gen Con because, you know, there's a chance that these things are going to be presented there. And you get, a, you can play test, you can go and get in a play test session and stuff like that. Which is things I like to do when I go to Gen Con is to basically go and play games I've never played before. All right. Well, uh, thanks for uh, for that additional thing there, uh, uh, Jonathan. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening to us. Uh, we ran kind of long, so this is probably going to be three episodes, uh, but that's fine. Yeah. You know, we're uh, uh, and uh, but thanks for listening to us. We hope that uh, this has helped you decide what kind of a superhero campaign you'd like to do, and especially you know if you're going to go going to go small. 
you know, which is, I think, in a lot of ways, a lot easier on your GM. Uh, just low level, street level. You know, try, you know, try to try to see how minimalistic you can be, because you know, and and therefore get the most out of, you know, what you're trying to do. You know, I don't want to use the stupid less is more kind of thing. I'm saying is that you know when you when you, you know, limitations uh, really stimulate your your um, your imagination, and they make you more reliant upon other players. And uh, a lot of times, the G uh, you'll come up with ideas that the GM is thinks is is realizes is better than what the GM had planned. <laughs> And sometimes you can end up pl uh, playing a, a better adventure that way because the you know, the GM surreptitiously says, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go that route because that's a better idea." So uh, use all these tools, use all these methods, uh, find a system that works for you and your and everybody else, and you know grab that character sheet and play you know the hell out of it, you know, and and uh, really get into because that's why we play tabletop RPGs. Okay, if we just wanted to play superpowered characters, we could play any number of superhero slash, you know, uh, godly type characters that are available in video games. We're doing this because we want to play with each other. You know, the kind of you know, adventures that only um, a corporate, you know, a community can come up with. So go do it. And let us know how it worked. And if you've got some great stories from the table, we'd love to hear that on our um, uh, on our Facebook accounts. And uh, at some point, you know, uh, Trav, we might want to go and create a Discord for the podcast. Because Z does all of our Discord servers for the Saturday and Sunday games. I will talk to young Mr. Bruinuge about making a GOTF Discord group. I will talk to him and I will get back to you on that. Because that would that would let our listeners have a place they could go to that was not affiliated with any of the, the big media companies that some people don't want to be involved with. Yeah, I will talk to him hopefully sometime in the right. very near future and we will go from there. Right. But in any case, we... We do have, you know, our um, uh, the uh, Gaming on the Frontier fans, of Gaming on the Frontier podcast group. Uh, we have, of course, the the various other uh, specific pages to Fringeworthy and Bureau Thirteen. Uh, you know, you can leave a message on uh, uh, on Podbean. Uh, we you can uh, uh, get the podcast uh, through uh, uh, Apple. Spot yeah, Apple and Spotify now, it's there too. Yes. Right, so uh, I, I don't check those kinds of things, but <coughs> if you like what we're doing, then please give us a good review so that more people will be, will be uh, driven toward uh, our over 650 episodes. Yeah, and contact us via social media. If anything, I've probably got the biggest social media footprint out of everybody I'll get the word back to Bruce and Jonathan, and we will get back to you. Yep. We'd love to hear from anybody who wants to find out more about what we do. And, of course, if you have a topic idea that you think is just just burnt and you really want to hear us, we're, we're, we're perfectly willing to take requests. We might even drag you on here. That's how we've had press co-host here well yeah but we don't want to scare people you know <laughs> we're, just, we're just saying this is it you know we would love to you know we'd love to add your participation if you if that's something that would that you wouldn't scare you off too bad because you know uh some because if you're passionate about something 
then we want to you know we we want to support that so all right so we'll uh, we'll see you all uh with more of this kind of thing and so much more but you'll have to wait until next week so until then this is bruce sheffer saying there are a million million worlds out there so go explore them and this is trav there's a reason why it's called gaming it's for having fun gaming on the frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts is released under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. No commercial reproduction and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org colon 8027.